This NLCS Game 7 Betty Picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right. Turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away 100000 Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. Ross, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. The sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And the NBA season is officially back. To celebrate, we're giving away a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, October the 24th, currently 10-18 on the East Coast. Here to recap what we saw in the American League Championship Series in Game 7 and also get into the National League Championship Series Game 7 between the Diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies. And joining me here to help me break it all down, Know him as the voice of the Tennis Gambling Podcast, the NFL Gambling Podcast, MLB, of course, here, the NBA and WNBA. It's Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, how's it going, my man? They're doing pretty well. Happy we have a second game seven, which was a bit unexpected. I feel like most mm-hmm. people, including myself, thought the Phillies would end up wrapping it up yesterday. But overall, uh, the action yesterday was pretty underwhelming if you like drama, because <laughs> the games were pretty yeah. were over pretty quickly. But how, how are you feeling? I got to ask you first because you're you're the one whose team died yesterday. Yeah, I think I mentioned this when we previewed the. I know I picked the Astros in six, but I said that if they're if after Verlander, the pitching made me really nervous, and I think that's pretty much exactly what transpired. I know Christian Javier had a couple good starts in there, but when you're going up against this type of offense for the Rangers again, give Bruce Bochy and that Rangers offense so much credit for the way they've you know battled not only in this series but all throughout the playoffs. Um, it was going to be a tough hill to climb if you didn't have that pitching. I think number one, I know we'll talk about offseason stuff later, but I think that Dusty Baker. You can Baker, just say his name, by the way. You, you can just say Valdez. It's it's fine. Like well, we know who you're talking about. It's it's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, Framber Valdez. He had a good regular season, but in the playoffs, he just didn't show up. Um, I know last year he was really good for the Astros when they did win the World Series. Javier uh, did his thing prior to last night. Um, but other than that, I mean, they they dealt with a lot of injuries, did the pitching rotation of the Astros, but not taking anything away from the Rangers. That offense was incredible, led by Corey Seager, Dallas uh, Garcia, who just gave, I was talking to Cameron Kerr about this, uh, just giving me Albert Pujols vibes when he would absolutely just rake against the Astros, especially in the playoffs. But no, they fell short. I mean, I'm not, again, you can't take anything away from the Rangers, but for an Astros team who's made it to seven consecutive American League Championship Series, I mean, that kind of speaks volumes to me. But there's no doubt this team will retool. They'll be back next season. I don't expect Dusty Baker to be back next season. You already mentioned that he may consider retirement or, you know, they mutually, quote unquote, may part ways and there may be a transition to the front office or something. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll see a new manager in the dugout for the Houston Astros. But again, Congrats to the uh, Texas Rangers. They were the better team, and, and they're going on to the World Series. Yeah, I'm trying to think 
the top of my head who Houston could consider for the managerial job, but it might just be a bench coach or somebody in-house. It wouldn't shock me. I'm not yeah. sure if they're going to go out and try to get a new manager from like just a random spot. It does seem like they might keep this one in-house because they've still built up quite a culture there, and mm-hmm. I think they're going to try to keep that in place. I do have to at least point out that there was a pretty funny historical trend going around, which was Bochi never losing a Game 7. And Dusty Baker never winning a game seven. I know we won a title and all. I tweeted about it. I just think that Doc Rivers is the perfect comp for Dusty Baker. I think it's the exact same guy with the exact same career. Baker's just about, what, 20 years older? 15 years Uh, older? Yeah, probably something. You're looking at all the playoff disappointments in his career. You're looking Mm -hmm. at all of the disappointing losses and the no-shows in game seven, which we've seen before. Uh, nothing was worse, by the way, than the Giants in that World Series against the Angels where they were up 3-2 with a massive lead and they choked that series away. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair comp for Dusty Baker? Because he's going to make the Hall of Fame. So is Doc Rivers. But you look at his career and let's just say Houston kind of bailed them out because they gave him a ring when yeah. his career would have been just completely summarized in failure if he was not able to get a second or third life in Houston a couple years ago. Um. I think, yeah, from a Game 7 perspective, yes, I think the comp is fair. Um, but I think for Baker, and again, like you mentioned, that maybe the offense of the Astros, like, bailed him out last year. But I think he actually, like, got over the hump of that conference finals uh, comparison to the NBA where Doc Rivers hasn't been able to get his team to the NBA finals. I think it was the last time he got him to the finals was when he was with Boston. I believe uh, so, to, yeah. To the finals, so... Yeah, so I think for for Dusty, I think that maybe the the old historical ways of managing games or not putting in the proper lineups really caught up to the Astros, not only during the regular season, but also in the playoffs, right? I understand why Maldonado was out there. Oh, we were talking about that for months. Yeah, but I I think that going forward next season, if there is a new manager that you're probably going to see Honor Diaz, Beyond the play, because again, that's a significant upgrade at the at the batting position or in the batting lineup for the Astros. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can make it a fair comp. Again, give Bruce Bochy a lot of credit as well, man. I feel I'm like making Bochy credit, Astros. of course. Yeah, I, I I guess what I was asking since I had to just make the comp since it is pretty weird that one manager's never lost a game seven, yeah. <laughs> the other has never won a game seven. And yeah. then you ended up seeing history repeat itself because the guy that never lost won by multiple runs and the game was yeah. over in basically the fourth inning. But I just want to ask, in other words, mm-hmm. are you going to miss Dusty Baker? No. Okay. Not at all. No. I, I think this much, team is, but he did win you a ring. That's why I was asking. Yeah. I think this team is way too talented to, I mean, look, they make it in the seven consecutive championship series. I obviously you wish that you would win more rings and they'd get to the world series and all that good stuff. But um, at a certain point, I think, you know, I can sit here and make all the excuses for the Astros, but I mean, the the pitching's rotation. They they lost Luis Garcia early. They didn't have Lance McCullers again. He's been dealing with the injuries for about yeah, three he's, years he's now. Yeah, he's never healthy. So yeah, and then so I think there will be some reinforcements coming for the pitching rotation in the off season. I know they still have Justin Verlander, I believe, for another year or two mm-hmm. uh, under contract. I think the Mets are paying for a majority of the contract as well. So. Uh, I think they're going to be okay. I mean, offense is going to be great. Um, and again, I think it's just we got to work on the the pitching rotation and then go from there. But Rangers get the job done. They get the the series win. Um, I don't remember the last. I think the Astros were the last team in a series in 2019 where the road team won all 
other game, other series the world, games. The and, World Series against the Nationals. Yeah, yeah, against yeah, exactly. I was there for the game seven. Uh, didn't pan out the way we wanted to, but are you were uh, there for the Kendrick? Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, that was Ooh. a little heartbreak. It looked like it was going foul, and then it just kind of stayed inside the pole. And you had the pitching yeah, argument, by the way, wrong. if Cole should have come into the game and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Uh, that's where we are. But... Do you think, by the way, transitioning over into the yeah. NLCS, do you think the Rangers should be favored no matter what? They have home field, I believe. Yeah. No matter what. I think so... they have home field. Yeah. They're, they'll be favored then. Yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah. Having home field. Yeah. All right. Before we get over to the National League uh, World Series, oh, sorry, National League World Series, National League Championship Game 7 picks, uh, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus of up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win 10000 each. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy using promo code SGPN. Also, the NBA is back tonight. And to celebrate, we're giving away an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing underdog using our promo code SGPN. And one random winner will get a NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. All right, Scott, we got one more game seven tonight in the National League between the Diamondbacks and the uh, Phillies. Phillies obviously at home here. Uh, it is going to be Brandon Fott uh, getting the start for the um, Diamondbacks, and it is going to be Ranger Suarez on the mound for the um, for the Phillies. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing that the Phillies are a minus one sixty six home favorite. It's plus one forty on the money line for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Total is set at eight and a half. Run line minus one and a half plus one twenty for the Phillies and plus one and a half minus one forty two for the Diamondbacks here. Scott, do you think that the Diamondbacks pull off the improbable and punch their ticket to the World Series? Because that's going to make one of our hosts very, very happy if they are able to do that. Yeah, I think the way that I look at it, I think Arizona is alive to win this game. Would I say they're going to? I wouldn't go that far, but I think minus one sixty six is too steep. I think this price is too high. I think it should be closer to around minus 135, minus 140. And I know that Philly, once again, has been great at home with the exception of yesterday. Mm-hmm. I can't dismiss how good Fod was in game three. I mean, he was unbelievable. So was Suarez. So you can argue yeah. that the pitching matchup is relatively even. But I think Fod getting plus 140 is pretty tempting. Now, you can argue that if the starters balance it out evenly, which bullpen do you trust more? Probably Phillies, but it has been a bit iffy so far this series, so I don't Mm -hmm. think it's as big of an advantage as I thought it was going in. But I think for the sake of the value, I think Arizona's very tempting. I mean, you're looking at how this team performed in a must-win situation yesterday. Philly squandered a bunch of chances early against Kelly, then did basically nothing for the last six innings. But I feel like when you're looking at the issue that I have with Philly, with the offense, it's twofold. One, I can't stand the batting order 
I think the idea of having Bohm fourth and Stott fifth is embarrassing, and I've mentioned mm. it for a long time. I don't understand that at all because Bohm, I know he had a hit yesterday. I might have given out him no hit at plus 190, and he hit a little flare shot opposite fields, which was hit, I don't even know, 60 miles per hour? Like It was not good contact, <laughs> but ended up landing where nobody was and ended up being a hit. Stott, I don't think he's a good hitter either. Rojas has an absolute zero at the plate, but he's a great center fielder, so you're going to keep him in anyway. So I guess the point that I'm trying to make is I think Philly's offense, despite being solid for the most part, is pretty top-heavy. And you're looking at all of these zeros in the middle of the lineup. I can't believe that you're looking at the likes of Bohm protecting Harper for the entire playoffs. He's been terrible. And you're looking at Stodd, who's not been good either. I know he had the grand slam against Miami in the first round. He hasn't done anything since. He had an RBI single, actually in game five. That was really it. He hasn't done anything at the plate. And it's your four and five hitter. Castellanos has disappeared. He's done nothing for about the last, uh, I don't even know the last five games of the series because he had a home run in game one. But Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of question marks with this Philly lineup. Having said that, the same can be said about Arizona. I called out Longoria. He had an RBI double yesterday, so he did something. But Carroll's been terrible, and he's batting in the top of the order. Mm-hmm. You have questions on a couple of key bats in key spots for both lineups, which I think can make this a very interesting matchup. But if you're asking me who I think the value is on, I think it's on Arizona. Because Arizona, I just think when you're looking at the value, if you have faith in FOD and you think he can be a potential star pitcher, which is what he's looked like so far in the playoffs after that Brewers start, I think there's value. So I'm going to lean to Arizona, and I like the under. I think eight and a half is too high. I have faith in Fod. I have faith in Suarez. Suarez has been very good so far yeah. this postseason. But do I think eight and a half is a bit high for a game seven with two pitchers that I kind of like in the spot? I do. And both teams are going to probably use starters out of the bullpen. We'll probably see Wheeler for an inning or two if you're Philly. We'll probably see maybe an inning out of Gallon, but Gallon was not very good last time mm-hmm. out. So I'm kind of curious what Arizona is going to do. But it's an all hands on deck approach for both teams. I'm going to lean to the first five under. I'll link to the full game under, I think, eight and a half is too high. Yeah, I think this number, I mean, as much as I want to get behind Philly here, that number is way too high at minus 166. Going back to your point about Nick Castellanos, he's 0 for his last 16 um, at the plate. And I'm not sure why they don't have JT Rilamuto maybe behind. I know he hasn't been very good either, but. Uh, behind Harper, but yeah, like you mentioned, it's really been top-heavy for it's, this. It's not a coincidence that Harper keeps walking because they're looking at the rest of the lineup going, oh, I got a pitch yeah. to Bowman Stott. Yeah, sure, I'll walk Harper with a guy on second base. It doesn't yeah. make any sense, but I also forgot to mention a second ago the issue that I had with Philly's lineup. One is the overall lack of proper protection for Harper because mm-hmm. you have, I don't want to say two automatic outs, but Bohm and Stott have been virtually non-existent. You have them batting in two key spots after your best hitter. The second mm-hmm. part, Philly only scores via home run. Yeah, They don't score in any other way. So mm-hmm. if you keep the ball in the ballpark, Philly's kind of screwed. And yeah. I know that occasionally they can break through. They had a double steal in the first inning of that Game 5 win, and they had a single by Stott. But there was a stat going on, which was in the middle of the series, which ended in the real with the Real Mudo two-run homer in the ninth in Game 5. Philly had 15 straight solo home runs. Are you out of your mind? 15 – you can't win a series with having nobody on base, and you can't just get any big hits besides relying on guys to hit bombs every at-bat. You got to actually get some hits with guys in scoring position, and Philly hasn't done that. 
Now, neither is Arizona, which is why you have a pretty competitive series. Arizona did have a couple of hits in game six, but it's another issue I have with Philly. I just think, once again, I understand with launch angles and analytics and the uh, and the argument that home runs are the most important commodity on offense. But at some point in the playoffs, you have to move the line and you have to actually get some big hits. And the Rangers had a blend of that against Houston. We saw some home runs with Garcia. We saw Carter with the big bases loaded double in Game 7. They're able to generate big hits throughout the lineup, and it doesn't have to be a home run. Philly has not proven the ability to do that. Philly needs to hit home runs, and if they don't, they're kind of screwed. Is that fair or am I overreacting? No, I think I think you're 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 spot on. Um I mean we've seen it, right? It's been top heavy, it's been Kyle Schwarber bombs, it's been Bryce Harper, uh Trey Turner has been in the mix as well. Nick Castellanos outside of the NLCS end game one. It's been home runs, but they got to find a way to manufacture runs. And I think that if the Phillies have it or want a chance to win this game, it, it, regardless of where the line is right now, we've seen throughout this postseason that the Diamondbacks jump on you early, where the, within those first three innings, we go back to the series against the uh, LA Dodgers against Kershaw. They got a, they got to him early. I believe game two as well. They got out to those pitchers early. And we saw that in game. game. The Dodgers yeah. had like the worst starting pitcher ERA in playoff series yeah. history. It was awful. And then we saw it in game six as well, right? That the 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 Diamondbacks were able to get out early. They had a 3-1 lead. And after that, like you mentioned, the Phillies weren't able to do anything offensively. So I think for Ranger Suarez, he's been I, uh, after Wheeler, obviously now the second best pitcher in hindsight. But I, I trust I trust Ranger Suarez in this spot. And again, during the regular season, uh, the Diamondbacks were not very good against left-handed pitching. I know they were able to get to Kershaw, but I think I really like the form that Ranger Suarez is in right now. So I'd be curious to see what his outs issued are for this game. And we'll talk about player props here in a second. And just before I, pull that um, I, I change the screen here, the Phillies just went to a minus 175 um, favorite here, plus 145 for the Diamondbacks. But, the only thing that makes me nervous, Scott, about backing Ranger Suarez out record is that if he gets out to a – if he gives up a couple runs in those first two innings, I think that he's going to get – seven. They're pulling him anyway. Yeah. Something similar to what we saw. I mean, Christian Javier was at a different level last night, but he he's didn't got record ten and a enough. half outs. Ten and a half? What is that? You need three and two-thirds? That's, that's low think, as hell. I think, yeah, he can go four. He can go I, I think he sure. should. I mean, yeah. I have faith in Suarez. You mentioned Arizona struggling against against a left-handed pitching, but yeah. once again, I think both starters should look pretty sharp here. I don't mind the starter over for outs for both guys. I like the mm-hmm. under in the game. I don't know if you agree with that or not. I just have too many questions about both lineups. And Philly, once again, when they do hit home runs, from what we've seen, they usually don't have guys on base. So you yeah. can give up a home run or two. Like It's really not mm-hmm. the end of the world. We saw that with Arizona yesterday where they had two solo home runs back-to-back. But the solo home runs really don't bother you that much if the game's going to die after like the fourth inning. So I think looking at the spot, I think the value's in Arizona at 140. I love the under. I think the under's my favorite play. I like the Suarez over-announce. I like the Fod over-announce. I do want to point out, to go back to what I said earlier about the lineup with stop batting fifth, mm-hmm. can you explain to me how Stott is batting fifth and Marsh is batting eighth. Marsh is batting 343. What are we doing here? Like, you got to move Marsh up in the lineup. 
I think yeah, you would move like Marsh up or even Rel- uh, JT Rolamuto up a little bit as well. Maybe put him behind. I, I, Rolamuto is clutch, man. I know maybe the numbers yeah. aren't aren't signifying that at least in this postseason, but I think he's been better than. Not bad. I mean, yeah, that's it's not. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that we'll see when the lineups do come out for the Phillies. I don't think anything will change, but um, I agree about the under. I, I was looking at the first five under, expecting both these pitchers to go along well. Um, I'm leaning. If I play the Phillies, it's going to be on the run line. Like I'm not laying minus one seventy five. And I'll take that plus money there because you know going back to the postseason um, last year when they made their run to the World Series, they're twelve and three at home, and I believe 10, uh, 10 of those uh, eleven out of twelve or twelve of the eleven out of twelve or ten of the twelve victories have been by two or more runs um, in that span. Obviously, it didn't transpire for them in Game Six. Game seven is another opportunity for them. But I think the key for the Phillies is going to be that if Ranger Suarez can shut down that Diamondbacks lineup within those first two to three innings, I think Phillies have a great chance to win this game. Um, but again, for the Phillies, you're going to have to find a way to manufacture runs without having to rely on the home run ball. It, it, that's just the, that's the key, like you mentioned. I think you nailed it as well. So I'll lean with a uh, run line here on the Phillies. Minus one and a half at plus 120. I really like the Suarez. I think that'll probably be the best bet for me over 10 and a half. It is at minus 145, but definitely shop around for the best number currently over on DraftKings. Um, but I, I I think Philly's pulled this off. Um, I like the under first five, four, uh, four and a half under, and then Suarez uh, looking at him to go over 10 and a half outs issued. Any other maybe batter props or player props, uh, pitcher props you're looking at here? I think we also do need to mention here, Scott, is that I think I saw a stat on... Game six that Kelton Marte has recorded a hit. He's tied every for the single record. Yeah, all, every single postseason game he's played in. It's fifteen, right? He's tied for the yeah, all-time 15. record. Yeah. So yep. he's going. He's drawn us at history in this game. We'll see what happens. But uh, I, by the way, you mentioned the Suarez outs, which I do co-sign on. Fod is eleven and a half, plus one ten. Yeah, I feel like there. You can argue against buried in a game seven as a rookie on the road, but eleven and a half. Do you I, trust him on the road? That's my question. I think I just trust him in general because he keeps the ball down. Okay. That's I, I feel like, once again, if you're looking at a potential quick trigger to pull him, then you're going to be scared off. But it's plus money. I don't hate it. I like the Suarez play more because Suarez has been in a lot bigger spots before. But I think Fod I'm fine with because he showed up in a must-win game, th- game three and he was nails. So I think I'm actually fine with Fod. He also shut down the Dodgers. Now, the argument is... Both those games were at home, I believe. So he's yet to have a good road start this postseason because he struggled in the first game against the Brewers in that first round. So that might be the argument against Fod, but I think it just goes with the under, where I just think that with Gallon struggling in the last start that he made, Kelly pitching yesterday, how many long relief options do you actually have if you're Arizona? You don't have much. No, and I think that maybe that's where maybe if Zach Gallon comes in at that point, gives so you do a you even fully innings. trust Gallon on like a two days rest situation after he got shelled at home in his last start? Not yeah, really, especially on the road this season, he wasn't very good. So yeah, I think you're gonna have to get something out of Brandon Fod if he gives up a couple runs uh, within those first innings. Uh, I think it's gonna be a tough hill to climb for for the Diamondbacks in this game. Uh, all right, Scott, before we give out some best bets here as we wrap up the show here, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame bets. 
Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with circle stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, so we kind of went through the um, kind of side total player props that we do like here. Casey mentioning if the D-backs win, you got to take Marte plus 250 for MVP. Yeah. I think you argue, fair, though, yeah. in a game seven, if somebody, anybody gets a big hit, a multiple run home run to basically win the game, do they yeah. win it by default or they just give it to Marte because he's been good all series long? I think you got to give it to Marte. I agree, I but I'm asking because it is a winner go home game. That's, that's if why it's, yeah, like if somebody hits, if there's a two home run game, I just, yeah, I, I think uh, tie game, somebody hits eighth, two eighth home inning, run, somebody yeah. hits a bomb. Yeah. Like, do you think they just win it by default? I would vote for Marte because he had the walk-off still, hit in game three and whatever, but I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, I, I would still give it to Marte, though. Because it's a series award, is right? It's not a, It's not like just for That's what it game. should be, but you can always yeah. argue that, you know, it's a prisoner of the moment situation where the voters might give it to him anyway. Yeah. For the Phillies, by the way, I would blindly vote for Wheeler. I really don't care. I think Wheeler deserves it entirely. I, I don't – I you can make an argument for Schwarber – the batting average isn't good, but of course, that's his MO. He hits home runs. Harper's been fine. Turner's been struggling a bit the last couple games. Mm. Wheeler's probably going to pitch at some point tonight. So if he pitches well, maybe he gets yeah. the save. Who knows what happens there? Do you think Kimbrell pitches? God, I, hope, I mean, if you're a Phillies fan, you hope not. I, I, I That's what I'm saying. I'm just curious if he's going <laughs> to pitch or not, because if not, Wheeler might save the game. I'm just yeah. wondering. But if you're asking who I think should win it for Philly, I would vote for Wheeler. 16 to 1. I think we got to get down on that right now. I think we should. I mean, the argument, of course, is well, what happens if he has, he does not play a role in game seven? What's Wheeler's numbers yeah. in the series? He's two and oh with like what, like a one like a one something ERA, a two something ERA. He's been incredible. Yeah, let's see here. Zach Wheeler. Who's favorite for the Phillies to win MVP? Schwarber, minus 125. Schwarber. I mean. I understand the home runs are there, but I mean, I know batting average is such an outdated stat, but he's batting 250. Um, like, really? I mean, I know he's got a lot of home yeah. runs, but I think Wheeler's worth a shot at 10 to 1. He's been incredible. I see 16 to 1 on DraftKings. It, do you agree with me there? Like, assume, yeah, yeah, like, I agree, I'm not yeah. saying it's a bum Gardner performance in game seven, but if Wheeler comes out like Montgomery yesterday and he ends up having three, four shutout innings, is he really not going to win the award? If 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 he comes in the eighth and ninth inning and then closes it out without giving up any earned runs, or if he doesn't give up any runs, I think because he we should agree win it. that that Kimbrel's off the table, right? Yeah. He should be off the table. He should be unless they're up by like. like I'm saying with the, the game in the balance, Kimbrel should be firmly in the yeah. bullpen. Yeah, yeah. If it, if it's a one run game going to the ninth inning. And Kimbrel's out there. They need to fire Thompson immediately after that game if they so lose the game. So who's closing? Potentially Wheeler. Yeah, 
So right now, as it stands in the first, or the two games that Wheeler has pitched in, 13 innings uh, combined, allowed nine hits, three earned runs, 16 strikeouts, 2-0 and record with a 2.08 ERA. So if he does come into this game, this pitches are one or two innings, that ERA should drop below two. Uh, but, yeah, I would look at Wheeler. I, I think make that's a case for Ranger Suarez? Suarez, I mean, if Suarez I mean, goes like seven innings tonight, like, do you make a case for him? Oh, if he goes absolute gem mode, then sure. But he was unbelievable in the last start against Arizona, and they pulled him basically in five and change. So I don't think it, there's any world where he goes seven. The reason why I also think Wheeler has a decent shot is because Philly's won his two starts. Not that you can really hold against the pitcher for wins and losses because Suarez was great and they didn't get the win in game three. But yeah. the fact is, they've won every game that Wheeler appealed in. I get the argument once again. Schwarber's got the home runs, and you know he's had walks. I get all that. Minus one twenty-five. I think that's a little bit steep for me. I think it's more up in the air than the oddsmakers are suggesting. Yeah. Wheeler at ten to one. I think it's a great price. I think that's a phenomenal price to win NLCS MVP. Yeah, um, I'm trying to pull up his numbers for Schwarber. Do you think there's value on Schwarber? So he's. Seven of 19, he's hit five home runs. Yeah, I know. The home runs are massive. I, I get but that. But the only, I think the only issue is they've been all solo home runs as well, right? Like, yeah. it's not like Adolis Garcia last night where he has, what, four or five home runs, and he has, like, like what, 15 RBIs or something? Yeah. I don't have the exact numbers. Five, but five home all... runs are substantial, but is yeah. there a world where Schwarber goes 0 for 3 in this game? Philly wins anyway. Wheeler pitches three shutout and he steals the NLCS MVP. It wouldn't shock me. No, I wouldn't. I think if he goes like 0 for 3, like two strikeouts, that obviously bring his numbers down as well. But I think for a value perspective, like definitely shop around because again, Schroeder minus 125 currently over on DraftKings plus 340 for Kento Marte. Um, and then Bryce Harper's at 14 to 1 and then Wheeler's at 16 to 1. I just want to ask out of curiosity, what's Marsh? He's not going to win it, but I'm curious. He's not listed. That's a shame. He has a hit in every game of the series. That's why I was asking. But yeah, I, okay. But maybe you can make an argument for somebody else from Arizona. I just think it's Marte. Yeah, I mean Marte. It's, it's plus three forty. Then it goes to Alec Thomas, twelve to one. So I mean that kind of tells you where. If Thomas, so I think had, if you want to, it's maybe a go-ahead bomb. He'd be the one who would steal it. But that's basically the only guy who can take it from Marte. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think the great point is that if you would like Arizona to win tonight, you just bet Marte at plus three forty for MVP, unless somebody hits like three home runs tonight, which I doubt. Yeah, I was going to say Thomas. You can even make an argument the second home run that he hit in the series, they did lose that game, so the mm-hmm. home run did not matter. He just had the big pinch hit home run against yeah. Kimbrel earlier. So I'll tell you who you should actually vote for if Arizona wins the series. Give it to Kimbrel. <laughs> I don't think anyone would complain about that, you know? Uh, I'm just pulling up uh, Marte's numbers here. Uh, it's going to be incredible. He's a hit in every game. He had a walk-off hit in game three. I mean, his numbers are remarkable. He had a triple last game. Like He's, his num- he's going to win it if Arizona yeah. wins the series. 423, uh, 11 hits, three RBIs, two run scores, and uh, including the walk-off, that's obviously not going to be on the stats page for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, all right, Scott, then maybe let's give out a, a best bet here for uh, game seven. I know you mentioned like the under, the outs for Suarez, but uh, where are you putting your money on uh, tonight? So I'm going to trust my instincts here. There are a couple of plays that I am tempted by. 
Uh, I'm going to mention the under eight and a half once again, which I do like. They better okay. not throw Kimbrell out there. I'm just going to throw that out. I'm just going <laughs> to state that publicly for the record. My favorite dog play is actually Rojas to not get a hit at plus 110. Plus okay. money. What? He's batting below 100. <laughs> like He gets 10 at bats, not even including walks and like hit by pitches and stuff. Yeah, He averages a hit less than one time per 10 at bats. It's plus 110. What are we doing here? Yeah, give me Rojas and no hit at plus 110. All right. I like it. Um, all right. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go Ranger Suarez over 10 and a half out issued. I also do like the first five under at four and a half. I knew you were um, gonna do Suarez, so I, I went elsewhere, but I do yeah, like I like Suarez. Point. Um I'll, I'll I'll put money down on Suarez and also put uh, money on the first five under uh at four and a half. I, I think that unless the Phillies just come out and and do what the Rangers did last night by hitting bombs and scoring runs. I don't think, I think that Suarez can really contain the Diamondbacks bats within those first three innings. And if he's able to do that, I think the Phillies have a very good chance to win this game. So um, Suarez over 10 half outs issued and then first five under. I think that both agree that it should be a pitching duel between these two guys. I feel like there might be a blow up for Brandon Fott coming, but. I'll trust my instincts here. First five under four and a half and Suarez over 10 and a half outs issued for this game. All right. That is going to do it for this edition of the MLB gambling podcast game seven to find out who is going to face the Rangers in this year, uh, this, uh, this year's world series. Um, Casey Naskin win is that NBA pod kicking back up. We are going to be live, uh, around about yeah about 10 10 10 12 minutes uh for the nba here so if you're gonna uh bet some nba tonight me and scott are gonna handicap the two games uh that are on the schedule for opening night for nba so come uh tap in with us over on the nba gambling podcast youtube channel uh we'll be back maybe tomorrow or later in the week to discuss uh the world series preview uh, so uh, look out for that at that point hopefully it's a great game seven tonight between the phillies and the diamondbacks Scott, any parting thoughts? Uh, yes, I do want to ask you, since we are doing the NBA show and the MLB show today, Yes, multiple TVs? Oh, yeah, definitely got to have multiple TVs sure. today. Yeah, we're going to have we got to have the game seven on the big screen, and then we'll, you know, we'll be watching the, the NBA on one screen. And I know there's a lot of hockey action tonight. So, yeah, definitely yeah. all three screens will be in, in uh, motion today for sure. All right, good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let's. It ride.